to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society, Ontario's premier no-kill shelter. Bye, society. Bye, society. Burlington Humane is my society. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. My name is Doug, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Burlington, Ontario, Canada. On this episode of Burlington Humane, we will talk with Cindy Bond, a resident of Burlington who recently received a service dog. We will learn how to kitten-proof the house and talk with author Catherine Ricoeur, who wrote a children's book series about the adventures of a dog named Sir Archibald Drools-a-Lot. Plus, we will hear about all the latest news and events. So stay with us for this and much more on Burlington Humane. Service dogs are becoming more and more visible on the streets of Burlington. I talked with Burlington resident Cindy Bond, who recently got a service dog. Let's find out more. I'm here with Cindy Bond. Cindy, welcome to Burlington Humane. Hi, Doug. How are you? Good. So I understand you've just got a service dog. Yes. So how did that happen? Tell me about that. Well, about three years ago, I put myself on a, a waiting list. But A waiting list for? For a guide dog. A for, guide dog. Yeah. So do you have low vision problems? No, I have MS. And at the time, I was admitting and remissing. And I was starting to see signs that I was getting worse. So I knew I was, independence was very important to me, that I wanted to keep my independence and that a dog might help me with that. Okay, so you applied before Before, you actually needed the assistance of a dog, knowing that your condition would progress. Yeah, I was using a walker, and I still can use the walker, but I use my uh, chair now more. Okay, and what was the application process like? Um, well, you'd have to get doctor's uh, notes, things like that. Uh, they fill out a whole pile of paperwork. And then I had uh, two referrals from friends, how it would be a good fit for me. Okay. And, and then I put a, why I want a dog and why. And then I had an interview with uh, you dog for guides. an interview? Yeah, well, yeah. We, just, we got together and, and met, and, and then she judge how I was at, what pace level I was at, so she'd know mm-hmm. on the waiting list. Because sometimes you can get pushed up on the waiting list if someone's really needing it. Okay. And uh, probably at that time, I, I wasn't a priority. And and I always said that that's fine, that the right dog would be fit for me, and I wanted to get on the list as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. And then with COVID, it slowed everything down. So how long did you have to wait? It was, well, three years by the time I got them. Okay. So now, when you got the phone call, oh, we have a dog for you. Yeah. What What did you have to do then to prepare for the dog? Well, I had been kind of preparing for him my whole time. Oh. Like I'd buy yeah. 
you know, the odd treat and stuff or, uh, you know, um, a dog bed and things like that and toys. So I have been kind of stuffing them away. And then I also started a fund. So for illnesses and things like that. Oh, that good I for you. Have. So you really prepared. Yeah. Yeah. It was important that I was ready for them. And so when I got called, it wasn't that much later that we were having, because they were, hadn't had the uh, training. They usually have a three-week training in-house. So the dogs hadn't had the training yet? No, the dog had. I hadn't, and um, it's so important. So you need to go to training as well? Yeah. So the dog's been to training, and yeah. you then need to go to training. Yeah, I had to learn the commands and how to... Uh, it, this positive reinforcement is how they train these dogs. Oh, good, yes. And uh, so I had to learn how to you know, when to treat and, and when to uh, not treat them and, and how to how to behave with them so they won't get out of control if oh, another okay. dog walks by and yeah. things like that. Or he won't be stressed if I leave the apartment for a, mm. for a bit. Let's say I had an MRI. They can't be in the hospital for an MRI or anything. So I'd have to leave my home so they can't be stressed. So you, you learn what you, you have to do to, so he's calm too. Okay, so I and I guess that makes sense because yeah. during his training, he's learning through yeah. certain commands. Yes, and that's what he knows. So then you have to learn how to communicate with him. Yes, effectively, and, and to learn his signs. Like if he has to go to the washroom, that when I first got him in December, I was constantly taking him out to pee because I thought that's why he was shaking his ears at me, or and I. I'd go out in the middle of the night constantly with him. And I was like, well, you know, because I was like, oh, I don't want to screw it up and have him pee in my house. And then he'll always do it. So we've never had an, a, a mistake. He's been fantastic. I now know when he has to go out. And, and he's so patient with me to get ready. Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> For the first little while, I thought he was um, making fun of me because... When he would tell me he he's ready to go, he had to go outside. I'd have to go get my gear on, especially in the winter, my coat yeah, on. That's right. Get in the chair, get him all uh, suited <laughs> up, and by that time it'd be like ten, twenty minutes gone by, and he he would lay down and wait. And I was like, wait a minute, you're making fun of me. <laughs> But he is so, and I, I learned that it's just he's so patient, and he's been Which so patient with me, and yeah. I've learned to be more patient with myself too. To get, he'll wait when I'm ready, Good. and we're ready to go. And so I'm not trying to do 18 things all at once, yeah. so we can go outside. He'll he'll wait. So and and he's the service dog. Mm -hmm. But he's still a dog first. Exactly. So what are the things that you have to do in order to care for him? Well, he he likes to play with other dogs, which is perfectly normal and okay. So when we go out, I make sure that he goes off uh, off vest off, you know, and able to uh, have playtime with other dogs and things like that. So you, so in order to do that, you take his vest off. Yeah. So is the vest kind of a signal to him that, he's that working. I'm working now and yeah. I've got to be attentive. And yeah, yeah, pretty much. And he knows. As soon as the vest oh, he, comes off, he's he's now a dog. Yeah. He's not. And, he's and when not. we're at home, like he's a dog when he's at home. Like when we're in the apartment, he's a dog. So he'll, 
if I put food at lower at his, his level, he's going to grab it. <laughs> and so I've learned that. Like, I had uh, a thing of butter on my counter the other day because I was having toast and I had forgotten to put the lid back on. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I, I'm in the other room and I hear something and I come into the, and he's licking his lips like crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, hair is butter, really? <laughs> butter. Yeah. So I have to put butter on a high, high shelf now. So then what does he do then as a service dog? Um, How does he help you? Oh, well, he uh, opens cupboards for me. He opens the fridge. He can uh, retrieve a bottle of water for me. He uh, he uh, nudges my door closed, so it's it's So he'll locked. do that in the apartment even without his vest on. Yep. By command. Yep. He'll fetch things for me. Um, if I leave, drop my glasses, he'll pick it up. I uh, came inside my apartment, grabbed my mail, dropped my mail because my hands, my arms aren't good, and a thin, thin piece of mail he is able to pick up, and oh, I don't even wow. ask him now. He just picks he it just up. Does it. Wow. Yeah. So then when you're out and you're in your chair and he's in his vest and he's working, mm -hmm. what does he do? How does he help you? Well, if I get into trouble, if which is often, <laughs> often, because I still think I'm very able body. And so when it's snowing, oh. I get stuck in the snow oh, with my chair. Right. Yeah. Or I down by the beach, I get stuck a little too close to the sand yeah, yeah. so he's i can get him to attract attention if i need so i will say oh. um, h-e-l-p and yeah. he will bark loud and if i repeat it he'll he'll say it a lot so he'll attract okay. attention to so oh, interesting i feel so much safer with him yeah with him. excellent yeah now before you referred to him as a guide dog mm -hmm. But really, he's more of a service dog. Yes, he's a service dog. Service dog. And so guide dogs are specifically trained to help people with low vision. Yeah. Whereas there are a number of different types of service dogs. Mm -hmm. You got this one from Lions Club of Canada? Lions Club of Canada, but there is called guide dogs. So that's why I, I refer oh, to them as I a guide see. dogs. They still yeah, that's their lump title. them into the, the group of guide but dogs. They do uh, help. Uh, the, not only the blind, but people with diabetes. Dogs can smell the sh their sugars low, and they can okay, yeah. let them know. There's uh, dogs for hearing impaired, mm -hmm. and they if a fire alarm goes, I got I got to watch these dogs, and they dance in circles to get the owner's attention. Oh yeah yeah yeah. There's also um, dogs for autism for yeah. for uh, children, and. Um, also, for people with PTSD, oh. they're also training them for. Excellent. And I actually, one year I went to the Lions Club of oh. Canada when they had one of their open houses and they yes. were showing people how they trained the different dogs and the dogs, the different purposes that the dogs were trained for. Yeah. Very interesting. It they, is. The, if it's anyone, in Oakville. Yeah. If anyone gets a chance to go to an open house, definitely go and check out. They always have a litter of puppies there, so you can get to see yeah, the little that's right, puppies. That's right. yeah. And then they show all the things that these dogs can do. Yeah, uh, amazing. The, the diabetic dog, that, that just blew me away because the, the capsule of the people donate their, um, I guess their blood when yeah, it's yeah, low. Yeah. Okay. And so they donate it, so they'll keep it in the freezer yeah. and they'll take it out of the freezer. They'll just open a bit 
and then put it in their pocket and that dog will know right away. Yeah. It, it well, blows my mind how strong their, their noses are. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and I've heard that there are dogs that can sense COVID. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you don't even need the swab. <laughs> I don't think Harris has got that trait. <laughs> so then do you, when you're out and Harris has his, his working vest on, do you have people coming up and wanting to pet him? Yeah, and... yeah, a lot of people. And even though the vest says do not pet, you know, uh, kids don't know. And, and so mm. a lot of times the parents will tell them, you know, he's working right now, you can't pet him. But a lot of times I'll, you know, if they ask me, I will say, yes, you can, you, you know, I'll give them permission to yes. do it. So yeah, there are people that don't know the protocol because he is working. Now, do but, you have to give Harris? permission to to be a dog even with uh, no, I no just, he's okay yeah he's okay he, <laughs> he's pretty good at um still he still watches me constantly okay. yeah, and yeah. Oh, um, even when he's being petted by the kids yeah oh good yeah he so he, he still has an idea that okay i'm still even though this is fun know, i'm still kind of working yeah he knows he's yeah <laughs> he knows when i say heel good stand tall and wait for me excellent He's such a handsome boy. Isn't he? He's oh. so handsome. So how long have you had him so far? Since December. So Now is it kind of like, how did I ever get on without him? I have no idea how I got on without him. <laughs> you know, the first, He's a real part of your life. Yeah, right? the first month was a little stressful. Like I said, I was taking him out yeah. constantly. Well, especially more in the than, winter as well. Yeah, and more than yeah. I had to. But now I just can't think about when, <laughs> when I have something that I have to leave him home for. I'm the one that's got the anxiety of, I hope he's okay, yeah. and, you know, and I come home and then he's just laying asleep on the, on the dog bed and yeah. it's like, oh, I'm glad you missed me, <laughs> you know, but yeah, he's, he, I don't know what I'd do without him. I so you, you highly recommend. Yeah, the companionship. If need him, yeah. Oh, well, just a companionship alone. Well, through sure. COVID, yeah, okay. a lot of people got dogs, the I'm sure. Yeah. You know something about that. And people that, he was such a good support and for me. I, I told him um, in that earlier interview how I go out in a wheelchair and you don't get noticed, really. People look at elsewhere, you okay. know, it's... Sort of like they don't want to stare. Yeah, they, yeah, they're afraid of, of making saying the wrong thing yeah. or doing the wrong thing or, and with the dog, it just breaks up that uh, breaks social. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, I've had going out twice a day for his long walks, have been such a godsend. And in the winter, I didn't mind it one little bit. Wow, yeah, you never and think I thought of I that. would. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow, Cindy, yeah. well, we're so happy for you. <laughs> thank you. That's great. You're a lucky woman. Oh, thank you. I'm I am. Harris. I do consider I very lucky. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Cindy, for joining us here at Burlington Humane. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Doug. Bye-bye. Bye now.
Congratulations, Burlington Humane. Congratulations, Burlington Humane. Congratulations, Burlington Humane. Congratulations to us, Burlington Humane Podcast. We have been listed in the top 20 best animal welfare podcasts by Feedspot. We're the only Canadian podcast listed that has stories and interviews of general interest to pet owners. We are very proud of our accomplishment and thank all of our listeners and supporters. Please subscribe to Burlington Humane Podcast so more people can learn about the joys of pet ownership and how to provide the best care for their pets. Congratulations, Burlington Humane! Congratulations, Burlington Humane! Kitten season is here, and we are seeing many, many litters of kittens at Burlington Humane. They are very popular, but potential adopters need to ensure that they kitten-proof the house before they introduce a new kitten. Let's find out more about what kitten-proofing the house entails. Humane is already starting to see an increase in kittens. There are a number of families who would like to adopt a kitten. However, before even bringing your kitten home, you'll want to make sure your home is safe for your feline friend. Both newborn and older kittens are incredibly playful and curious, so making sure your home is safe is super important. Here are some things to consider when kitten-proofing your home in order to keep your new kitten safe. Tie up all the cords to any blinds or curtains throughout the house as these hanging strings can be stuck around your young kitten's neck. Lock away any toxic chemicals, cleaners, or household solutions. Kittens can get through even the tiniest cracks in cupboards and drawers. Child locks will keep these harmful items even safer. Make sure all your waste baskets have a closing lid. Cats can get into the trash and either make a mess or, worse, eat something they shouldn't. Lock all windows and doors to make sure your kitty can't perform a magic escaping act. Also, make sure all windows have a sturdy screen that your young kitten can't rip. Keep the washer and dryer door closed and always check inside the machines before doing laundry. Keep the toilet seat lid down to prevent your kitty from drinking from the toilet or falling in. Wrap up any loose electric cords and chargers 
and tuck them away somewhere where your new kitten won't want to play with them or chew on them. Keep all stringy items out of your kitten's reach, including string, twine, yarn, shoelaces, etc. Check to make sure all your household plants are safe for cats. Learn which plants are toxic and which ones are safe. If you are unsure, lean on the side of caution. Always have a cat carrier that is easily accessible in case of emergencies such as fires. By taking these steps, you can ensure that your home is kitten-proof and your new family member is safe and healthy. She's there for you when work is stressful. She's there for you when life is hard. She's there for you when you need a friend. Be there for her. Register for Pet First Aid today. The next course is August 8th here at Burlington Humane. Catherine McCour is an author who has written a children's book series about the adventures of Sir Archibald Drools a lot. I sat down with her to learn more about the book series. I'm here with Catherine Ricoeur, and she is an author. And Catherine, you've written a couple of children's books, haven't you? That's correct, yes. The Sir Archibald Drools a Lot series. The Archibald Drools a Lot series. <laughs> oh my goodness, what's that about? <laughs> That's about a very drooly dog called Archie, who is modeled on my own dog, who is very drooly and who is called Archie. <laughs> oh my goodness, and can anybody guess what kind of a breed Archie would be if he drooled? <laughs> I bet kids love to guess that. Yes, especially when they see him. Um, he's an English Mastiff crossed with a St. Bernard. Okay. So he's a big boy. English Mastiff and a St. Bernard. And they, do, they both they drool. Both drool. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so Archie would drool a lot. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> and so you've written two books in the series. Uh, two have been published. The third is with the illustrators at this time, and there are about another three books there. But for the moment, I'm sticking with three. I'll perhaps do some more next year. Excellent. So how did you come up with that idea? Uh, well, it all started when my grandchildren asked me why Archie drooled so much. 
So Archie is your pet. Yes, he is. So the, the whole series is, is uh, modeled after yes, all the dogs, Archie, who's a real... All the dogs are real. Oh, okay. Uh, Bricky as my daughter's dog. And um, who is Bricky? Bricky is the little English bulldog who is Archie's best friend. And he makes an appearance in the book. He's in all the books. Okay. <laughs> He's in all the books with Archie. And Archie helps him out of trouble and they work things together. Uh, Excellent. It's a, it's a lovely dynamic between the very big and the very little. Oh, um, wonderful. But yes, the children asked me why he drooled so much, so I wanted to come up with something good. <laughs> And I've often made up stories for the children, so I wove a little story for them. Yeah. And then I thought, let me get that into the computer. <laughs> and the stories just kept popping into my head. So I would write, when I, I got an idea, I would jot it down. And, yeah, and then the first one was published last year uh, in September. Uh-huh. And then Excellent. the second book was published in April this year, just last month. Okay, so the stories have been out for about, right now it's May, mm -hmm. so nine months? Nine months for the first one yeah. and one month for the second, yes. Excellent. Now you're working with Burlington Humane, in fact you're working with a number of shelters to yes. help promote your book. How's that work? Uh, well, my daughter lives here in Burlington. And I have read to a couple of schools here in Burlington, virtually, um, as the kids are learning online. And basically, if anyone contacts me through my website, calls and mentions the Humane Society, then I give a donation to Burlington Humane for each book that is sold. Great. So on our website, we actually have your book listed and with your contact information and if they go to our website it's on our children's page oh lovely yeah and so people can order the book through the contacts on our children's page on our website burlingtonhumane.ca and if they mention burlington humane that's where they heard about the book yes when they order then part of the proceeds of the book will come to burlington humane that's to right. help to support our children's programs yes Absolutely, and, and the animals, because Archie himself is a rescue. Um, oh. So that's why we feel it's nice for him to pay it forward. Very good. And where did Archie come from? Archie came from the Niagara Dog Rescue, okay. is where we got him from. Don and I have always had rescues. Before We've had two others before that. The one, Hudson, he was very long-lived. Hudson we had until he was, I believe, 12. He was another big dog. He was <laughs> a golden retriever mixed with a great Pyrenees. Oh, wow. So, yeah, very furry and very big. <laughs> so, yeah, he must, he'll have to appear in one of the stories. Our other rescue was Anna, the chocolate lab, who is in the second book. Oh, my goodness. And Archibald gets into lots of situations. He does. With his pal, Bricky. <laughs> <laughs> How fun. It's nice to introduce subjects to kids through the dogs because it kind of is a gentler way of touching subjects yep. like bullying in the first book and inclusion uh, because in the second book the dogs help a cat and her kittens get home. Aww. So I would like the children to understand you don't have to look the same, sound the same or be the same 
to be friends and to help each other. What a great message. Oh, all these things um, I feel are easier for parents to talk about when you've got animals and a little bit of humor with the drool. Or... Sure, because children can understand about animals. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good. Absolutely. That's great. And you're going to be making a, an appearance with our Burlington Humane Kids Club. That's right. Yes, in the summer when you're running all your programs, I have agreed to chat with the kids. Uh, they're probably a little older than the age group for the books. What is the age group for the books? Age group for the book is uh, sort of two till seven. Okay. Uh, so older and our, than that. And our Burlington Humane Kids Club, mm -hmm. it's for kids age yeah. eight to 12 around there. I thought they might enjoy chatting and finding out how you write a book, what you go do to oh, get it yeah. published illustrations, all that kind of thing, uh, because there may be budding authors within your group, who knows? That's right, and it is a learning process, yes. isn't it? Oh, huge! <laughs> <laughs> I have learned so many new skills, it's uh, quite interesting, even the podcast. I mean, I, I've got an Instagram account, well, two, personal and the uh, books, I've got the Facebook, website, Podcasts had not come into my purview. However, now I know so what podcasts are. So here's your debut. It's your my debut podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've learned a lot as well. So it, you have to be creative enough to write the stories. Yes. But then you also have to be an entrepreneur to publicize yes. your book and to promote it. The books were published by Tellwell, who are an assist to publish company mm -hmm. out in BC. And the illustrators are from Barry. They're well-known oh, illustrators, yeah. Deborah and Alan Drewbrook Cormack. So everything Canadian. That's <laughs> it's great. a little Canadian thing, but um, because it's only an assist to publish, you have to do all the marketing yourself. Okay. So I've learned a lot, <laughs> which has been fabulous. Very I've good. Really yeah. enjoyed myself. Uh, That's it's been great. great. Mm. Excellent. So when you have writer's block. You just go out and promote. Yes, go out and promote. Or I go and watch my grandchildren or I watch Archie because it's watching him interacting with other animals and watching things oh. that the children do yep. that pop ideas in my head. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. Well, we wish you all the success in the world. And if people want to get a hold of you, what is your website? CatherineRecourt.com. So K A T H. R-Y-N-R-E-C-O-U-R-T dot com. And if you mention that you've heard about the books Absolutely. from Burlington Humane, then our animals will benefit as well. Absolutely. Which I, I would love to get lots of sales so I can give you a huge donation box. Wonderful. Be nice. Well, we wish you all the, all the best. Thank you so much for joining us here at Burlington Humane. Thank you, Doug. Now support Burlington Humane when you make purchases from Amazon. You can purchase items from the Amazon website and have them delivered directly to BHS. During checkout, 
Enter our address as the delivery location, 740 Griffith Court, Burlington, Ontario, L7L5R9. Search Amazon wishlist Burlington Humane Society for items that we are in need of. We appreciate all purchases and donations. Thank you from Burlington Humane. And now, it's time for news and events. In response to the COVID-19 advisories, we have restricted our access to Burlington Humane by the general public. Guests are no longer able to drop into Burlington Humane unannounced. Access to our shelter is now by appointment only. We are trying to limit access to keep everyone safe. Be sure to stay informed about all the animals that are available for adoption. We are currently featuring daily videos of our available animals. We're also doing virtual room tours of our animal rooms. Be sure to subscribe to our social media pages to watch these videos. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Videos of our animals can also be found on our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca. Stay informed and up to date with Burlington Humane. These are challenging times for Canadian charities, including Burlington Humane Society. As you can imagine, we have been hit hard during this crisis. We rely completely on donations, but unfortunately they have been down the last few months. We have also had to cancel all of our fundraising events due to the crown and physical distancing restrictions. If you are able to make a financial donation, it would be greatly appreciated. Any and all donations are a big help and will ensure that we continue support and operation of Burlington Humane. Burlington Humane Kids Club is back in virtual format. Children between the ages of 8 and 12 will learn about cats and dogs and how to take care of them. Plus, we will have guest speakers from the animal welfare field. Go to our website to register burlingtonhumane.ca and join Burlington Humane Kids Club. We have changed the way we are doing things at Burlington Humane. We have reduced our hours at Burlington Humane. Our hours are now Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Congratulations Burlington Humane Podcast! We have been mentioned in the top 20 best animal welfare podcasts by Feedspot. We are the only Canadian podcast listed that has stories and interviews of general interest to pet owners. Congratulations to Burlington Humane Podcast! The City of Burlington has a mandatory indoor mask requirement. 
And as such, all of our volunteers, staff, and guests must wear masks at all time while visiting Burlington Humane. All guests are required to bring their own mask. However, we do have reusable masks on hand, which we ask our guests to return at the end of each visit. We also have face shields for those guests who are not able to wear a mask for medical reasons. Are you prepared to help your pet in the event of an accident? What will you do until you can get them to the veterinarians? Burlington Humane is proud to offer Walks and Wags Pet First Aid course. Walks and Wags Pet First Aid are national leaders in pet first aid and have the longest standing pet first aid course in Canada. It has earned the stamp of approval from Animal Wellness, North America's top animal wellness magazine. This hands-on live practical gives you the skills and confidence to deal with illness and emergencies. The 10-hour course deals with how to prevent injuries, early signs of illness and poisoning, bandaging and splinting techniques, emergency medical conditions, choking, artificial respiration and CPR, and much, much more. Upon su successful completion, you'll receive a certificate valid for three years. Our next Pet First Aid course is August 8th. Go to our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca for more information. Pet First Aid. To find the latest information about events, ways to make a donation, the animals that are up for adoption, and much more, visit our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to stay in touch and up to date with Burlington Humane. Summer is coming, and everyone is looking forward to beautiful sunny days. However, when the temperature soars, a parked car can quickly become a furnace, endangering an animal's life. Even on relatively mild days, with the car parked in the shade and the window slightly open, an animal can die in a parked car. With only hot air to breathe, a dog's normal cooling process, panting, doesn't work. Even a short time in a hot environment can be life-threatening. I left the window down for him. It's not too hot for me. I wasn't going to be gone long. No more excuses. It's imperative that each of us, as animal owners, is responsible in providing the proper care for our pets. Never leave a pet unattended in a vehicle. Owners who choose to leave pets unattended may face charges under the Criminal Code of Canada. And if you see an animal unattended in a vehicle, report it. Call 911 or your local police. No more excuses. Act fast, save a life. For more information, 
go to www.nohotpets.ca. No more excuses. Nohotpets.ca. that's it for this episode of Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. I want to thank our guests, Cindy Bond and Catherine Ricoeur. Be sure to subscribe to Burlington Humane on iTunes. We are located at 740 Griffith Court in Burlington, Ontario. You can visit our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca or give us a call at 905-637-7325. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. My name is Doug. We'll see you next time on Burlington Humane. Bye-bye. My society, my society, Burlington Humane is my society.